WWE signing Killer Cross. Two top officials fired. Moxley, an eye for an eye. The Nightmare Collective. WWE, no more. Signing Killer Cross. Oh, oh no. There's two background top officials audio, fired. But we're going to go ahead and go with it anyway. This is a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, episode 66. Kenny, Holy it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I speak to you for Christ's sake. fancy we're trying we're trying new things brandon Dang. we're trying to be a little bit fancier here on the podcast Look at uh, this but, guy. come on now we gotta we gotta Busted try different out the video <laughs> that was a lot harder than you <laughs> think celebrities that was a lot harder than you think because i was actually having to change scenes transitions i was and if you didn't look at my left hand i was actually holding my phone because we're on instagram live right now guys who are on instagram the reason we're on instagram <laughs> is so you jump over to youtube.com slash kenny for your thoughts chat with us live holy crap fernando velasquez good morning what? kenny it's almost 8 a.m here this is the true Right here. Your biggest fan, clock. Fernando Velasquez, aka WrestleMar for three through three, has joined Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Did you get and, some sleep? Fernando. Did and, you get any sleep? Breaking news, Brandon has been acquitted on all <laughs> on all That's counts. Right. <laughs> sleeping on this podcast, which we all have video evidence of him sleeping on the podcast, so I don't know how <laughs> How but I was acquitted. The <laughs> people knew acquitted. it was a stitch-up job. They knew it was a stitch-up job. Highly partisan. The American oh. people saw right through it. So did Brandon. The I viewers. Have, I shouldn't have got you started this on podcast. this. I hate you. What? I actually posted a meme on uh, Instagram on our Instagram at a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Which, by the way, I was thinking of shortening it to just our initials on Instagram and Twitter and, and stuff like that. So, guys in the chat, let me know if you would appreciate that or if it would be harder for you to find us. Um, but I posted. <laughs> Uh, it was a meme of, of Nancy Pelosi ripping up, <laughs> ripping up the uh, the speech, and uh, it had the caption "Chris Jericho," and then uh, for Nancy Pelosi, and then the paper said "Bad Creative." Um, the line that Chris Jericho said uh, for Jake Hager, you know, stupid idea for bad creative. So, uh, good morning, everybody. Yes, it is 10:30 uh, a.m. Uh, where we are right now. For, for anybody who's on uh, the Pacific Coast, it's actually about. Phew, Seven seven thirty, which is crazy. So Fernando, thank you for joining crazy. us because he's in California. Absolutely. Mate. So Brandon, I'm, shout out. Yeah, Brandon, I'm gonna let you run this episode because I have no idea what's going on right now. I'm not <laughs> even awake. You can hear the tiredness in my voice, brother. Brother, oh, you're doing good. You got your coffee going. You got your so, coffee shirt on. So, so speaking of brother, brother. And I yeah. said, I said this, uh, the edge of Christian podcast is like, no more. Like you, uh, you can't search it. Like you can't, uh, play the episodes anymore. Um, oh, are they so, moving it to something? Or? No, they're, I mean, they're done. They've, they've been oh, done. They've damn. been done. Um, you know, since maybe August or September or so. But my <laughs> thing is that's kind of where I got the brother brother from because they would be like, yeah, brother, brother. And now I'm just going to claim it as my own. There you go. <laughs> because there's no, there's no proof. There's I, guess, no I, yeah, I was gonna so say, I guess, I guess technically, yeah. I've just, I just outed myself. So now there is proof. <laughs> so we're not gonna post this episode. Uh, we're not gonna post this episode on YouTube or, or, or. They can't come after the you, audio. right? They, um, look, Brandon, we're not gonna post this on YouTube, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Wherever you get your streaming audio platforms, be sure to give us a five star <laughs> review. <laughs> and help us out seriously we haven't had a, a review in a while even though we have had a lot of new uh new listeners so please if you could jump on if you're on apple Podcasts, yeah. especially jump on there we're competing with chris van vliet come on he's pretty yeah. and all but come on we sound we sound better don't we speaking of which did you put up a uh thing the other day uh, oh yeah so uh the other day yeah. yes yes thank you for that brandon yeah we thank did you. uh we did Plug release <laughs> we did release the episode with alicia Atute. uh a very good episode you know it's funny um and you can ask brandon i was uh i'm just gonna be blunt because i like being human on this podcast and being honest um yeah i i usually am hard on myself right after the episode so i was uh i was like oh man I, that could have gone better i could have asked her better questions i i don't think i came across as good as i could have etc cetera, etc cetera. 
And I was really down about it. You know, I'm, I'm just always wanting to better myself. I think that's that's really ultimately what it is. Um, my advice for podcasters, always listen to your stuff back. Because upon listening to it back, I actually gained a lot of confidence. I was like, that's not that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And Brandon was reassuring me. Brandon was like, um, Brandon was like, wow, you know, no, it was really good. And <laughs> truth be told, I never believed Brandon because Brandon, you, <laughs> you could, should. Yeah, Brandon, I mean. no, more, more so. And this is, this is a good thing. Brandon's a really positive person. Like Brandon, I, I could get my arm chopped off and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in such pain. And Brandon's like, ah, oh, man, you look cool. You look like a badass. Like girls will love it. Like that's the type they of mentality. It, that's the type of mentality that Brandon has. They'll always you know, gas, they'll always gas you up. The, uh, they're into that. Right? See, you see? Hey, like Wesley, Wesley Turner says, uh, man, your background is clean as hell. Usually listen to the cast. I appreciate that. I actually, we, you know, I mean, it doesn't work out all the time, but we, I put a lot of, um, effort into making our filters and things like that sound good. I want this audio to sound clean. I want you to hear how scumbag Brandon is actually, you know, you can hear it. You can hear it in his voice. So yeah. <laughs> why was, and so people are asking, why was Friday morning the decision to do the show? Um, so that was, that was my call. That was my call because, um, we were all, we're both of us, I should say we're working and, uh, it was going to have to be, um, a, a Thursday late show. And I was like, let me see what Friday morning looks like in terms of energy. We probably won't do it ever again because Brandon was asleep when we came on. <laughs> when we came on air, I swear, I swear, when that intro was, before the intro was playing, Brandon had his hand, he was like this. Brandon was like that. And then literally, I was like, it's go time. He's like, oh, all right, cool. And, and I if have you don't, like a and, window. Right, but, if anybody, but if anybody doesn't believe me, go to our YouTube again, <laughs> youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. There is a video and full disclosure, Brandon did not know that this was recording, even though the camera, I'm going to be so honest, the camera was in plain sight on the table with a fully lit LED and Brandon had no idea he was being recorded. Um, he fell asleep a hundred and one times. A hundred and one times. Go watch it, because I have a live counter every time he falls asleep. So you can kind of skip ahead. Um, but also, yeah, help help us get our watch hours up. So we got enough subscribers, but we need to get a our watch hours up, ski, so that we can get a little monetization. So I can buy Brandon uh, some some <laughs> some energy pills or something. Some uppers. Uppers. Yeah. Hey, look, I was acquitted on all charges. Okay. That's that's what's going down in history. Wait, wait, that's wait. What people are I need I need to call this caption out on the chat. All right, because I want I'm gonna out him right now. So Wesley Turner, well, Fernando says Brandon gives compliments? Question mark. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does believe it or not. But Wesley says uh, Alicia was great. She's an inspiration and pretty as hell. You did great too, guys. And Brandon wasn't inappropriate once. Let's well, talk I, what, about what is that. This? Now, right, let's talk about on. that. So we go off air, and I was like, almost like, <laughs> oh man, like you know, you know, one of the critiques I gave myself was like, I, I feel like I didn't let Brandon talk because it was we had a window of like twenty minutes. So I was like, you know, I want to get all these questions in that I wrote down, and I realized after the fact, not because I'm trying to steal the spotlight, but I was like, crap, I didn't let Brandon really talk. And um, so anyway, <laughs> I tell. <laughs> I say, I'm Brandon. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really let you talk. And he goes, uh, it, it's fine. It's probably for the best. And I was like, why? And he goes, uh, I was going to ask her about this foot fetish club. Uh, anyway. And I was like, you know, things happen for a reason. And, and you know, I was like, you know, believe in what you want, the good Lord or the karma or whatever. And it's like some, you know, there was a, some divine intervention there that made it so that I talked and Brandon didn't talk because if Brandon had talked, I would have uh, cringed. Oh man. And, and uh, slam hub wrestling is here. And he says, Brandon not wearing a suit for the Alicia interview was a missed opportunity. Oh, it's man, true. Brandon, Brandon, yeah, Brandon, you, wore, you wore a suit for Chris Van Vliet, but you didn't feel like you needed to impress Alicia toot. Why was that? I'm a slacking. Which by the way, uh, miscommunication. We didn't know we were going to be on camera. Right? No, 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 yeah. no, that's what I was going to say. Miscommunication <laughs> uh, with Alicia toot. I didn't realize that she didn't know that we were going to do a video version. So Alicia yes. toot is a pro. I'm talking about, like this girl was like 
oh we're doing camera cool give me two seconds jumped on set up a camera oh, you know yeah, went like this right with up. her hair and said let's go and so she had no idea we were going to record I, she had recorded a couple other podcast episodes and you know had done audio versions well we don't do just audio versions brother brother we're big time here in the came for thoughts <laughs> podcast brother brother let me tell you something brother we do all, all kinds of wrestling podcasts we hang and bang with all the best of them all the rest of them and let me tell you something brother you're the type of brother that i allowed date my daughter dude <laughs> that's right do you think can, can we can we can we think, say that that's like yeah. an inside joke but brandon and i like we see like a bobby lashley we're like you're the type of brother let, let our daughter date my daughter dude and yes that's horrible but that's the kind of jokes that uh brandon and i make i <laughs> so, think i think i think i could get in with hogan i think hogan would like me brandon yeah, i have like oh, full disclosure suitor. full disclosure i haven't met a person that really hasn't liked you you're, you're like the one friend right no like legit you're like the one friend that like if i'm invited somewhere and i'm like hey i'm bringing brandon i have full confidence that by the end of the night people will be like man bring that brandon dude back he's pretty funny uh, there you or, know that's great it's true it's true <laughs> or they pull me aside and be like hey he was hitting on my little sister right it was really creepy i didn't know it was a sister had i known <laughs> slam <Slam-Hop> wrestling <laughs> says my mom just scolded me when she heard a hogan impression <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting people in trouble with their mothers that's pretty much the point of the podcast you yes. know me and brandon recorded about 3 a.m thomas cook hi by the way in the chat um i get brandon in trouble at 3 a.m because he's yelling on commentary that's right and, and as as uh, right. as we do with the podcast you know it's just 10 minutes of me basically berating brandon for the first 10 minutes it's, it's like a staple of the podcast we can't we can't talk about wrestling until we've opened up the wound that is brandon brown that's right and just one more time, big shout out to Lisa for hopping on camera, short notice. That was really cool. And no, we, uh, yeah, we, that was yeah, honestly, we got, we got it out. Yeah, honestly, um, you know, in wrapping up talking about Alicia Toot because you yeah. should just go watch the interview at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. after you're done listening to this episode, um, yeah, Alicia taught me something because it was like, you know, obviously she wasn't prepared for that. She didn't know what questions I was going to ask her. Nothing, nothing. But like, she kind of maintained like her her smile. She was very professional, yet yet bubbly. You know what I mean? She like her personality was on was on show and she was able to adapt to things just like this. And I was like, you know, as as good as I think I am sometimes, I got a lot to learn because you know, the, the Chris there. Van Vliet's and the Alicia Atoots, same Chris Van Vliet was the same way when we had him. Like he could just snap into it and it was like, wow, it's like I really I really really want to get to that point, you know, as opposed to Brandon's far from that point. Brandon <laughs> is barely awake for these conversations, you know. I've given up, but look, it's okay. <laughs> We're gonna work on it. But by, by the uh, way, Fernando says he was yeah. uh, he's extremely happy that you didn't say squat during the interview. <laughs> so you made for a better interview, right? It yeah. was good. People are gonna like this one. So full I disclosure. Like full disclosure. I'm going. You know, I'm just gonna say it. To start advertising yeah. things. I don't know why I'm being so secretive on things. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to Orlando to interview Izzy. So uh, hey! so we should have another interview coming coming up pretty soon. I'm excited for that one. I haven't written down any questions because uh, Izzy to me Izzy's like cool. Like Izzy Izzy's such a cool kid that I feel like I could just talk talk to her and it would turn out good. So um so let's see how that goes. Maybe I'll just sit there and be like um. <laughs> so like, it's gonna be good because i won't be there to creep it out right this is gonna I be did, like i did it on purpose i made sure the best one. I, yeah. I made sure to line this up on a day where brandon's like yeah i got a gig that day you got a gig don't you let me let me hear uh, no actually work work wow work. wow brandon whatever yeah. whatever brandon. yeah no. It's okay. no but yeah that's actually you know you know full disclosure that's actually going to be a little nerve-wracking for me because brandon like like honestly brandon's like a safe haven sometimes like with, uh, during this in, these interviews because i know if like i stutter or something happens brandon's at least there to pick up the ball and and be like you know oh so let me ask you you know um and yeah april rodriguez hey what's going on says finally caught you guys live i appreciate y'all see brandon oh, we have, we new, we have people, people who are able to watch this because it's not 10 30 at <laughs> night it's 10 30 a.m it's 12 hours sooner brandon do like you it. see People what happened? Six in the morning, live streaming. Yeah. Anyway, so maybe we it's should wonderful. talk some wrestling. Yeah. 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 Well, April, yeah. Well, thank you again oh, for yeah. joining us. Hit hit that thumbs up button as well, guys. On the chat, would appreciate you. I, we have more viewers right now than we we have it late at night, Brandon. <laughs> it's so weird. I guess people like this stuff on a Friday morning. Get them ready for the weekend. 
But yeah. Let's, All right, let's Brandon. What do we, yeah, what do we want to talk about in the world so, of the crazy, crazy world of professional wrestling? Crazy, crazy world indeed. Yeah, let's, let's talk uh, about the madness. The madness of professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's yeah. help it a little bit. I mean, I'm no financial expert. Freak but... out! Freak out! Quarterly <laughs> revenues yeah. are in. <laughs> so we got we got you know the the earnings stuff coming in the financials for the for the WWE and uh you know they fired a couple of their well, top let's, execs. Let's let's get let's talk about the the Q4 results before we talk yeah. about the firings because I want everyone to know that it was a it was a I mean Brandon probably you probably have numbers right now but it was actually a very successful quarter for WWE. Yeah, they they revenue went up. Like revenue is <laughs> up. Money, yeah. For everybody that's like crapping on wwe it's like you know like i hate to say it but it's like you know like i'm gonna be blunt like we may have a really good podcast but we're kind of in the beginning stages you may have a really another podcast jd for ny um who's like not that good but (laughs) but I'm surprised oh you didn't defend him there, Brandon. But, well, uh, I, I like missed it. I was like, wait, what? And I, I was like, oh, J- I see. Uh, JD from anyway. Um, but don't you know, be he's, got a, he's got a platform. He's got a platform, and he's. Uh... <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> was, Petty. childish. I was like, I was like, I hope I have something to rip right now. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's like just because they're established, they can kind of get away with certain things. And that's I'm honest, honest to God, that's not a knock on JD from NY. As much as I give him crap, like kudos to him, he's worked hard to get his platform to that level, and so has WWE. Like WWE's gotten them, themselves to a point where they can pour dog food on Baron Corbin <laughs> on a Friday night and still have like the best <laughs> quarterly earnings that they've ever had. AEW, AEW. If, if somebody botches a punch in a match, everyone's like, "Hey, you see that company's not, <laughs> damn it, that company's horrible." <laughs> I wonder if anybody like would have noticed it had not the internet like been blowing it up and like focusing in on it like super zooming in and so, like so that's, calling think, it out. I think that's the problem with uh, with AEW. It's a blessing and a curse because their whole platform is based off of the concept of social media and being able to pass you know things along in that sense. As in like that's how word of mouth got around about the Young Bucks, Cody, and all of that. But the the curse there is that uh, well, quite frankly, if they do something wrong, it's going to get passed around to those same fans on social media. So, you know, they're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Kind of like Brandon being my co-host. I like him being <laughs> here. He's good company, but God help me, he makes me worse. <laughs> and then, yeah, if Fernando uh, is quick to point out, yeah, which is which is true, the Fox deal helped them out. You know, Fox shelled out good money. And um, not only that, I mean, uh, you know, Fox is heavily promoting them. I saw commercials. They're in the Super Bowl. I mean, come on now. Yeah, that was really cool. It was the Super Bowl spot. What do you think, what'd you think about uh, Shakira and J-Lo, Brandon? Oh, I, I thought that. it was fantastic, man. It was just nonstop gyrating in my face. It was good. I liked it. It was like the whole <sighs> the whole show. You know, I was I wanted them both to be on stage at the same time together. Yeah, doing that. I was, oh, man, that would have been so awesome. But, yeah, it, was, it fit the, the flavor of the event. You know, no, I shouldn't be doing. Miami. I shouldn't be doing that because I'm not. I'm not that happy. That's supposed yeah. to be a happy thing. I'm not happy to be <laughs> on here with Brandon. Right. Sorry if my voice sounds tired. I did just get up like maybe yeah. an hour ago. But Some people okay. were happy about it. They thought it was too too raunchy. I and, and and my and my. It wasn't my PG comment, enough. My comment to that was those pe- the people who didn't uh, <laughs> who didn't like that are the same people who don't use adobo when they're cooking. <laughs> it's just a. <laughs> See, you don't even know what adobo is, Brandon. Is that like a, I've heard a double chicken, is that sort of the same thing? No? It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a better version of Mrs. Dash. I, I, don't, uh, okay. I, I don't even know if that's correct in saying that because Mrs. Dash doesn't really have flavor. Adobo, the, the point is, let's just say it's it like this. Flavor. If all you're doing is salting your chicken before you fry it. <laughs> you're the kind of guy. That's you're the kind of like. person that didn't yeah. like. Um, <laughs> you didn't, didn't like Shakira and J Lo, okay? J Lo, J Lo's fifty Incredible. climbing a stripper's yeah, pole. They're like 50, I'm, yeah, like fifty. I'm thirty. I roll out of bed and my back hurts. It's right? true. It's I'm like, in horrible shape. All right. Can we give them credit for for this? What are they? Are they drinking like child spinal fluid? Like how are they staying? And let me say, I'm not Hispanic, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this though. A lot of people were like, yeah, but Spanish jeans. I was like, I don't care how good you how good jeans are, because it's the, J- Shakira and J Lo been like working out every every day since they were in their twenties. 
don't just discredit it and say, oh, just because they're Hispanic and they have good genes is why they look good. <laughs> like, they've been putting in the work. They've been right, putting right. in the work, right? Hashtag do the work, all right? And they've been using their adobo, all right? <laughs> Use your adobo. Adobo is the key. Adobo is the, the, the fountain of life, Brandon. Right. Go find out what adobo is. The, uh, WWE, Vinnie Mac, he's been putting in the work. He got the revenues up. I mean, they right. lost some uh, subscribers, though, to the network. We'll, we'll say that. But yeah, I don't so, know if that's a big, you know, I don't know if that's so, how big of a deal it is. So I think let's tie this all in because, you know, yeah. obviously the revenue's up, but they lost some subscribers. And they were, um, so Vince McMahon um, actually has said during the, the Q4 calls, I hope I say this properly, but um, basically that they're trying to sell the pay-per-view rights to a major streaming service. Oh. That is one of the things that he wants to do. Now, let me give both sides of the coin. Um, a lot of people are saying, that's stupid. Why would you even buy the network? The network would be pointless. This, this, and this. Let's look at this from a business aspect because, you know, uh, the businessman that I am, I like to look at the business aspect for it. Ever since 2014, I've said the stupidest thing that WWE did, in my opinion, business-wise, again, not fan-wise. Fan-wise, I love that they do it. Business-wise, I think it's a a big deal that they put the uh, WWE pay-per-views on the network. You, there, there were a lot of ramifications here. To me, in terms of fan perception, again, perception, it devalued the pay-per-views because if you can get the pay-per-views free, basically with your $10 subscription, you'll be like, eh, maybe I'll watch it live, eh, maybe I won't. So to me, that feels like people are probably not watching it live, which means they're not talking about WWE and social media when things are, are you know, happening. Etc. Et you get some trends, right? Yeah. Trend it, things don't trend as much as they're supposed to. And then the biggest thing, which a lot of people don't think, is is the payoffs that wrestlers are getting from the contracts or the pay per views, I should say. So before, when things were on pay per view, obviously there was a lot more revenue to be had in terms of people buying the pay per views. So they got a little bit more of a cut. CM Punk talks about it. You know, here was my cut for this. Now you go for WrestleMania 30 and and beyond. Uh, I think what was the first pay-per-view on uh on the WWE network uh no, 2014. Really. It might have been WrestleMania 30, might have been um a couple weeks before that. I think Roadblock oh, or something. Awesome. But anyway, the point is those those revenue streams got a lot less. So even though the contracts are good, that's, you know, they're not I guess the the best way to say it is like the wrestlers aren't as incentivized by the pay-per-views. So I don't think it's a coincidence that as a general rule the pay-per-view quality has gone down. Again, as a general rule. So there's a lot of ramifications here. I think the best thing WWE can do, and now it's gonna be, it's gonna suck at first because it's like pulling a Band-Aid off the wound. You know what I mean? It, it's healing and then all of a sudden you gotta start it back over again. So to me, they throw it onto like, as a bad example, you throw it on like an ESPN and you have to pay $20 or something like that to get access to the pay-per-view. It's going to suck. People are not going to buy it at first, but slowly, but surely I feel like the perception of the pay-per-views will go back up. Um, you'll get that revenue stream back in, you know, and then you can distribute that amongst talent who are now going to feel like, okay, these pay-per-views mean something again. Let's work harder on the pay-per-views. And it's not to say, um, it's not to say that, you know, People aren't trying to work their damnedest for the crowd, but I'm just sorry. If money is everything. If you're not incentivized to do something, you're not going to do it as well. I have to pay Brandon $50 an episode. Y'all don't know <laughs> that. Right. And he still doesn't do shit. Right. That's right. Right. See, I thought sort of the idea of, you know, you having like the $9 sort of pay-per-view like flat rate was that you would sort of discourage people from just like streaming it for free or paying some streamer five bucks. It's just like, all right, at least this way we're getting some money. And I think like, it was, I think, I think it was, but I think that was a, um, it's different now. You see, it's different now. Cause <laughs> remember that was circa 2014 back then you could still kind of, um, gain access to free music. You can download free things on torrents, things like that. So not to say you can't now, but it's a little bit harder one. And people now are a little bit more willing to pay for convenience. So they're willing to pay for Apple Music, Spotify, things like that, because they're 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 like, okay, ten bucks a month to have a plethora of music, that's worth it to me. So I think what was broken at the time was WWE's business model of um, hey, pay us fifty dollars a month. 
people were like, I'm not going to pay you $50 a month. I'm going to go find it some other way. <laughs> not only that, they had it streaming um, live, um, you know, on their website, and it would still be $50 for a lesser version of, of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So it's a very antiquated kind of uh, system. So that being said, I think now in 2020, uh, people, again, people are willing to pay for things for convenience. You say, hey, $10 for the pay-per-view, $20 for the pay-per-view. I think people would say, okay, I'm willing to pay that. And to me, you know, I mean, let's use AEW as an example. Uh, One thing that gets lost on the network is like, I'll just sit there and watch it by myself. Whereas with AEW, it'll be me, you, Drew, and a couple other friends. And we'll say, okay, the pay-per-view is $50. Let's split the cost of it and watch it together. And now the whole experience has changed because we're watching it with people. We're getting live commentary. I mean, hell, that's why people watch uh, our podcast. They want to hear the commentary. They want to talk and engage about professional wrestling. I mean, I think it's a good thing. So don't piss away to me. Don't piss away the fact that, you know, this can be a good thing. All right. And the one thing I I did want to say, um, I talked about this on Pro Wrestling Unlimited's wrestling wrap up on Monday. I've been a guest um, the past two Mondays. So y'all can go check that out. Uh, We did get into the concept of perhaps WrestleMania being on live television, kind of like the Super Bowl. Uh, that would be and cool. what what the ramifications of that would be um, and what, you know, the possibilities were. Um, I personally said um, I think it would be good because there would be commercials involved, which means they would get, you know, some fundage there and some revenue there. Uh, but, Brandon, what do you think about WrestleMania being on a, the concept of WrestleMania being on broadcast television? <laughs> yeah. Good or bad? You know, I, I, you know what? I think it would be good. I mean, it seems like they're going to change. They're trying to change up the way they're doing their pay-per-views already right now as far right. as you know bringing a revenue a revenue stream like maybe that's the way to look at it uh i don't know how advertisers feel about wrestling well, but, that, well, well but, let's talk but about wrestlemania them. is a big big event i mean it's a right. it's a household it's, sort it's, of, yeah thing. it's second it's not, maybe only yeah. to the super bowl and, and if right. it's even you know of course in my perception it's not second but i'm talking about in terms of people who watch it i mean it's as big i think as, it's uh, big enough yeah that right. it, it, it branches out of sort of the niche wrestling audience like people know you know what wrestlemania is exactly exactly and 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 that being said a lot of people were like well how would you do commercials i'm like what do you mean how would you do commercials the same way you do raw or smackdown but in i think the commercials would actually be a good thing because we wouldn't be so burned out by the action as much as um you know we are when we go there live you know so maybe you do that you do a little halftime kind of show you put a pit bull in there like they always do and then I wish Motorhead was still alive so that, you know, you could be like, we are Motorhead, and we're going to kick your ass. Dude, that that's pretty cool, actually, that you put yeah. it like that. You have like a little halftime show, but then you'd have to cut the show down so it's like four hours. But that's you know, total, is that so a bad that thing? Yeah. That's my point. Right. No, it's no, like no. You, Especially to me, got, well, to me, yeah. you could get away with like it being a five, six hour event now because there are breaks in between. And I said this, I was like, you know, commercials, I think, you know, aren't necessarily a bad thing because people who are watching at home, they got time to go take a piss. They got time to go grab some food. They have time to, you know, look at their phone a little bit. Like there's time, there's time to, to take away from the wrestling business for like a two minutes, recharge and come back. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, one ramification of, uh, one consequence of being on air live at this day, my phone's just blowing up like crazy and I'm seeing all the notifications going. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. At, at night it's quiet. But anyway, you know, I think I think they should do it. ultimately in wrapping up. I think they should do it. But, you know, I think ultimately all of these ideas that we have are the reason why uh, two executives were fired, Brandon. So go ahead and, and talk about that. Uh, right. Right. So it, it was crazy because they had these two uh, executives fired. Hold on, I'm trying to pull up here. Yeah. I just had it here a but second ago. I have a feeling uh, that the reason that they were fired, that their direct firing, was as a result of these ideas that weren't necessarily pushing WWE forward, which I give credit, you know, a lot of people don't, but I give credit to Vince McMahon for recognizing that, yes, the revenue streams are up, right. but, yes, there is need for a, a change to their business model to keep it moving forward. You know what right. I mean? So, it should, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, co-presidents George Berrios and Michelle Wilson, uh, they had key operational roles in the company. They let them go, and then the the stocks took a big tumble. Um, Right. As they always do when a big change is made. It's big changes. But, I mean, like you said, you you know, you had all this stuff happen, but then, you know, once you, you know, get to the end of sort of the quarterly wrap-up of everything, it's like, all right, you know, we got to have the revenues, record revenues set, you know, 
this is sort of how things lay out um so i I don't know if it's any panic button mode time right now yeah i don't i think i think it quite frankly it was if you really look at it i don't think it was a panic button it was like I know that we're on a good track because, again, people were like, oh, because remember, they got fired before the earnings were released. So everyone was expecting right. all these bad earnings. They were expecting that the company right. was failing and quite the opposite happened. And I think that's exactly why Vince McMahon did it at this time, because he's, time, yeah. he basically was saying, like, look, let's bring our stock prices down because that will happen whenever you fire execs. And then knowing that, you know, two days later you know the earnings would come out and people would be like oh shit wwe is actually really successful let me buy you know start buying right. stocks so i think i think it was a genius move in terms of business to do it when he did um that being said again it's all about you know moving the company forward into the next decade you can't be doing the same thing and expect it to just be successful uh you know think times times do change you know the one constant in life is change brother brother <laughs> that we stole from uh edge of christmas podcast that i just figured out but it's cool because it's no more right so, it's, our, so it's us though so it's our yeah, thing now that's that's our thing um oh and uh another little interesting thing i just wanted to mention about uh during the to the the quarter quarterly earnings call was uh somebody was asking them you know hey as AEW sort of is AEW's product sort of affected the way sort of you present your programming and stuff? And this is pretty much like, no, we, we're still doing the same thing. We're right. still going to do the right. PG thing. Look, if, if w- NXT is doing if, fine, you know. If WWE was affected by, I'm going to, I can't even make uh, this up. This can't even get out of my mouth. Right. If WWE was affected by AEW, there would be no dog food on live television <laughs> on, on Friday night. All right. So like, they're going to keep doing what they do. All right. Right. They just do like, they're just doing what they do. All right. And they're making sp- money in spite of themselves. All right. I'm never going to say WWE. WWE is the best thing in the world sometimes like to, to give them credit though the dog food segment wasn't as bad as I'm making it seem but <laughs> but my, my point is I like if they were really hitting the panic button because AEW I think they would have literally not stopped doing stuff like that and tr- been trying new things um, so I don't think AEW is affecting them and somebody out there is going to call me a WWE mark for saying that AEW is not affecting WWE's business, but I'm just being honest. The good thing about me being unbiased is I will criticize AEW and WWE equally. All right. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's affecting them at all. Um, that being said, I mean, NXT is being affected by AEW. I think that's where they're uh, trying new things and, and things like that. Raw and SmackDown are just business as usual in that sense. But uh, let's talk about Raw because Raw has, has inspired uh, the the name of this episode. Uh, so <laughs> Dave Meltzer actually reported that 9,000 tickets were sold for Monday Night Raw, Brandon. How, what do you Whoa. think about that? Do you think do you think 9,000 people were in attendance for Monday Night Raw? It didn't feel like it. Like, it felt pretty bumping, right? Uh-oh. From what I remember. Brandon's audio. Brandon's audio cut out there. Hello. Or maybe it's Hello. my audio. Oh. Actually, don't, don't touch. I th- think, uh, think it might be my audio there, brother, brother. Oh. Let's make sure. Make sure we're good to go. Audio. I hope you're working. Please, audio. Guys in the chat, are you able to hear Brandon? Can you hear me? Can oh, you I think I know what happened. Brandon, Brandon, you're good. Go ahead. Oh, sweet. It's my. Oh. It's on my end. Oh, okay. Good. 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 You right. know what happened? Yeah. My phone hit the mute button. <laughs> Wait, yeah. So, I so think, here's here's I my remember, theory. If I remember correctly, we were watching this raw. We were like, "Oh, this is pretty bumping in here." Yeah, you, that's what I'm For saying. This crowd, so, it felt like a big time thing. So, yeah, I, I hadn't seen anything about uh, the ticket sales. So, this is interesting that you're, you're bringing this up. Yeah, Dave Meltzer reported nine thousand tickets sold, and you know, it, it, to his credit, Tim from Pro Wrestling Unlimited was like, "You sure you want to say that?" Because. Um, you know, it was reported by Dave Meltzer. If he's able to back his stuff up with facts, and you're not, you know, you're gonna you're gonna look pretty silly. And I honestly, I appreciate that. I honestly appreciate that he had that mentality um, because it's true. He's looking out for me, and he's looking out for me in the world of journalism for people who talk out of their ass and just right. you know make up numbers like Brandon and and you know oh, yeah, things like that. Brandon just yeah. makes things up and says you know <laughs> and presents them as facts. Now my right. thing. I don't dispute the fact that maybe there was 9,000 tickets sold. I really don't. 
okay? Uh, and I'm going to cut to a shot of, of this while I'm talking. Um, I don't dispute the fact that um, there were 9,000 tickets sold, but I don't think for a second that there were 9,000 people in that arena. Whether there were 1,000 tickets comped or et cetera, just using my common sense of all the events that I've been to, all right, for example, Raw Reunion was reported to have 9,300 people in attendance, okay? To me, that looks over what Raw Reunion had. So my thing is, I think there were at least 10,500 people in that building. Could be wrong. I could be wrong. The arena has been said to hold 18,000 people during a basketball game. So now let's factor in the fact that, you know, there are a lot more people on the floor than there would be in a basketball game. But let's also factor in that that top section where you can see our Kenny for Thoughts logo. That's actually a black tarp. And then there's also a whole side blocked off for the raw set. But even then, I still have trouble believing that there are less than 9,000 people in that ep- um, in that arena right there. Right. That's just my opinion, honestly. Uh, but we'll see. We shall see. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it didn't feel that way. I mean, there, well, there's there's energy in, in there, you know, doing that show. So. Yeah, and I guess I guess that's my thing. It's like it, even if it was nine thousand people, it was such like such high energy um, yeah. that it's a good thing. I mean, honestly. Um, it, the show felt big time. It felt like the raws of like the ruthless aggression era or something. Like the reactions were there for right. everything that happened on Raw. Yeah, when Drew came out, I mean, everything, yeah, yeah, when yeah, Drew McIntyre came out, of, yeah. he looked like a star because the whole crowd was going crazy. And I think, I think, th- to me, it's like that. I go back to saying crowds affect people. I mean, crowds um, are a big deal because if you have a crowd yeah. that's, uh, you know, five thousand people, like at stomping grounds uh went back to burying stomping grounds um as they reacted really well but if there was twice the amount of people you know they'd have reacted a lot better um what well, well, something but i mean let's also talk about the fact that there was a major snowstorm in salt lake city that day and right yeah. it was rumored that the show would be canceled and wwe trudged ahead and said let's yeah. do this thing let's let's have the show and I think that was the the best idea that they had. Yeah, they were doing a lot of crowd. They were panning to the crowd a lot. They were showing a lot of like fan shots of people in the audience. They're like, hey, right. look at all these people that made it out, you know, even in the snowstorm. Well, here's the thing. So I think, and, and again, I, you got to hear it from my mouth because I feel like if I type it, you'll take this the wrong way. I said, I think WWE had a contingency plan. WWE was like, <laughs> you know, if there's only 2,000 people in this arena, let's show them why. Because they had all of these videos prepared that said like major snowstorm and all this so i think that was a contingency plan to make an excuse for the attendance and then it became like a a talking point of like a bragging a bragging point if you will where now they instead of saying like this is why we only have a thousand people here they were like despite all of this people came to see live monday night raw professional wrestling at its best you know that sort of thing so it, it turned out it turned out for the best i'm really glad they didn't cancel this show um it came across really well um this is probably one of my favorite episodes of monday night raw in a while and i think that has everything to do with the crowd because i don't think it was any different really from a normal monday night raw you know, I mean, the people were even hyped for Angel Garza taking his pants off, and I mean, I don't Brandon even know who not. this guy is. Brandon, I, so like, Brandon, I have a feeling Brandon doesn't know what Adobo is, and Brandon <laughs> fell asleep during Angel Garza versus uh, Rey Mysterio. So the, what I did, what I looked at him, asked him if this is true or not. I looked at him and I was like, "Do you just not like Latinos? Like, what's wrong with you?" What? I love Latinos. I love the Latinos. I was like, "What? What is wrong with you? What happened here, Brandon? Why'd you fall asleep during like the best match of the night?" Yeah, no, I, I love I love the Latinos. They Brandon, came out. I then guess, why did you, know you fall asleep during Angel you know, Garza versus Rey Mysterio? You know what it was? It was uh, it was the Humberto Carrillo. We saw the little graphic thing before, so we we're like, "Oh no." I remember. I remember. Yeah, we had accidentally like skipped ahead a little bit, and we saw like a still frame that Umberto Carrillo was coming out, and Brandon was like, "Yeah, see, April, April, saying, what's your problem with Latinos?" <laughs> Brandon, notice, Brandon, notice Brandon said Latinos. He didn't say anything about Latinas because hey, he, was, he la, definitely la, was a la, fan la, of the, right? of la, the la, Super Bowl. Uh, the Super Bowl That's right. halftime yeah. show. But anyway, right. um, yeah, so Brandon saw the graphic of Umberto Carrillo and Brandon already tuned out. <laughs> so by the time Angel Garza came out, he was not happy. He was he was already like, let me go watch this Umberto Carrillo crap. I don't, what do you have against Umberto Carrillo? I, I mean, look, Zelina Vega looks amazing. What? Angel Garza 
I mean, the pants thing was throwing me off a little bit, but I, I was digging this promo. Because Brandon he doesn't saying, watch NXT. <laughs> you know? And then, and then I was like, I, I didn't get the pants thing, but then I saw a little bit of NXT thing, and he was in the black pants. I was like, oh, that's awesome. He wears the black pants. You should just wear the black pants. And then he took them off, and I was like, what is he doing? But Brandon, then he was like, Brandon had, as, like Brandon had a problem a with Andrew Garza's butt cheeks. It was really weird. Like, he was just like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he looked better in the pants, you know? Just yeah, too much of him now. Pants off. But, you know, no, it was cool. He was like using it as like an distraction. He would like throw it at the guy, and the guy would like catch it. Like, what is this? And he, you know, he'd get the upper hand. So it's like, oh, okay, now I sort of get the, the pants thing. I mean, how's it they, any they different make than like how's it any different than like Hogan pull like pull it a shirt off or something? It's just a gimmick, brother, brother. I, I guess, I guess, because it's like because Hogan he like did it like to be, like before the match starts. So he's like, yeah, out, and this is a gimmick in the match. It was, it's like, like how is it any uh, different than like Kurt Angle up. pulling the straps down in the middle? Like, I'm getting serious. You know, obviously, Angel Garza is a little different. Right. Like, it's just a cocky thing. He's a cocky heel. He thinks he's good looking. Cocky he guy. is a good looking guy. Like, he's just doing it. What's wrong this with is, it? Yeah, there's a lot of family ties here. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of family of ties. <laughs> Slam Hop Wrestling says Umberto Carrillo's theme is like a nursery rhyme to Brandon's ears. <laughs> <laughs> I miss his but old song. Dale gas, dale gas. We all look. Miss- it looks like Umberto's still getting the getting the push. You remember there was that stuff coming out. They're like, oh, Vince doesn't care about this guy anymore. It, you know, not gonna use- <laughs> and I, I keep seeing about TV. Baby so, yeah, <laughs> seems to be working out all right for him. All right, so 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 it seems, Brandon. So let's talk about um. NXT versus uh, AEW, we got the ratings in, 770,000 for NXT, AEW 928,000, we're nearing that million mark, so 1.698 million people watching wrestling, however, the key right now is that the demographic, the key demographic actually, had faltered a little bit this week. So why do you think that is, Brandon? Why do you think why do you think the uh, the key demographic, the eighteen to thirty four, would fall fall off this week? It faltered because the impeachment coverage. It's because we're all <laughs> trying to get laid for Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Everybody's out there putting in the work. They're trying to get a Valentine. All right, so they didn't have time for professional wrestling Wait, this week. People, yeah, are people like a week out, like freaking out? Normally, you just wait until the day before Brandon, you buy the roses. I don't, I don't have a Valentine. Will you be my Valentine? Oh, dear. I'm going to be like 15 different people's Valentines, and they're all like men. Wow. Do you, hear, yeah. do you hear the cockiness in this guy's voice? He's like, he's like, you'll be one of 15, toots. Yeah. You know, like, like everybody wants me. You know, it doesn't. You know, I guess I could do that for you too. Wow, what a cocky guy! I can't believe this, Brandon. You know, it's gonna be great. I can't wait. Great <laughs> Wow, Brandon has fifteen Valentines that he has to buy chocolate for. Yeah, I crazy. It's crazy chocolate. stuff, Brandon. It's Speaking of crazy, great. WWE signed Killer Cross. They signed Dude. Timothy Th- Thatcher too. Uh, who's everybody saying, you know, is going to replace somebody in Imperium, <laughs> and so bye bye Fabian Eichner or bye bye. Uh, I can't even remember the other guy's name. Sorry. Apologize. But, yeah. So, let's talk about... Um, Do you think we'll see Killer Cross, man? Or is he just going to be at NXT for a while? I think... Sort of. I don't know. Killer Cross is one of those that I feel like could go to NXT, but he could go to, straight to the main roster. It's now, right. a, a question I posed to a lot of people, I was like, you know, do you think that... Um, Killer Cross um, is going to be called Killer Cross when he comes to WWE because I don't think he will. And a lot of people were like, well, why would they change the killer part? They have Killer Kelly, which one? Let me talk about that. Killer Kelly uh, is not actually signed with WWE. She's no longer actually with WWE, so she's um, working independence over in England. The other thing is she's on a network show, which is, you know, NXT UK. I don't think they had a problem with Killer being on that. If they if she was on Raw or SmackDown, don't think they would have called her that. You want you want a good example? The War Raiders in NXT before when it was a network show, they were the mm. War Raiders. They came up, they called them the Viking Experience. Now the Viking Raiders, of course, but still. Yeah. The point is they didn't want the word war on Raw or SmackDown. So I don't think anybody should lose sight of the fact that if Killer Cross came to Raw or SmackDown, that they'd probably call him Cross. Just call him Cross. Cross, But oh my god, the one thing I will say, go to twitter.com slash Kenny Podcast. I'm so, so happy with our Twitter now because anytime everybody's kind of getting a sense of my humor and that when I ask questions, it's good to joke around with me. So I asked that question and a lot of people were saying they'll call him Relic Cross. Like like remember (laughs) Relic is killer backwards, or they were like they'll call him crisscross and his team will be jump and I think my response was like, you know, they'll, they'll call him Christopher Cross 
or sorry, Ke- uh, you know, Christopher. Uh, I, I forget what I said, but um, he'll be the nephew of Christopher Cross, and he'll use Arthur's theme, <laughs> but they'll call it, you know, Cross's theme. That's a little '80s <laughs> reference for you, for those yeah. who don't understand what I'm saying. Christopher Cross was a popular artist in the '80s. Go ahead, Brandon. I think it would be a good idea. They got to PG him up a little bit, but it's gonna work, man. I think you know it'd be cool is if he's like popped out on the raw after Mania or something. It's yeah. Like, hey. And yeah. So, so Fernando's like, pointing this out to me, which is yeah, completely true. Which is that Cross will be in NXT because remember they posted his pictures on the WWE PC. So yes, he will be in the Performance Center. So that you're absolutely right. Um, but even then, I mean, if he's gonna be in the PC, does does. Does that necessarily mean that they won't take him to Raw or SmackDown after he's done in the PC? Do you think he'll debut in NXT? I mean, you don't know. <laughs> Fernando says Cross Raider. We'll call him Cross Raider. <laughs> um, How about the Cross Experience? I like that. Right. And speaking of NXT, uh, did you notice that they are now calling Rhea Ripley's title the Women's Championship again? So they quickly oh, abandoned. Oh, so they didn't. Yeah, yeah they not, quickly abandoned calling uh, calling that title. The uh, yeah. the NXT championship, which again I don't I don't have a problem with it either way. I just the only thing to me, where I think I said this before, which is if they're gonna call it the NXT championship, like I would rather them just say the NXT women's and the NXT men's. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, just to not cause confusion, but that's just me. Yeah, I will say shout out to uh, to the NXT women's champion um, and Charlotte Flair. And Bianca Belair, and I think this is probably my uh, favorite segment of the week. You know, I actually, full disclosure, I'm going to let Brandon talk about this because I actually hadn't got to this segment in NXT yet. I was uh, so busy this week trying to get a Valentine for next week, obviously. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, when you finally find your uh, Valentine. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't get to see too much NXT, really, so... A lot of some of these characters are so wait, wait, a little bit wait, fresh wait. to me. We, we're making history on the podcast yeah. episode sixty six. I know it's because crazy? Brandon's watched NXT and I have it. <laughs> well, it's just at least really I've seen half this. of NXT, I should say. But yeah, this, yeah. this is this I is was history. Just, yeah, I was really excited to see this because they were bringing the queen back. So I was like, all right, I got, uh, I got to uh, check this out. That's why Brandon watched NXT because yeah, there, that's was, the there was a quote, why, a quote main yeah. roster star on there. Exactly. Fernando that was the says only he's dreaming. He thinks he's dreaming right now. <laughs> right. So I was like, all right, they're bringing back some big time star power to the right. NXT. Let me check this out. And uh, oh my gosh, they knocked the segment out of the park. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen right. too much of Bianca Belair, so I didn't really know her her stick and gigment. But she plays that like sort of like ratchet like. Ghetto girl, it's so awesome. it's so good. She's she's uh, awesome. She's got yeah, something. Yeah, she's so yeah. Like she's so like good. her the, the fact that her and Montez Ford are a real life couple, you know, husband and <laughs> yeah, wife. Okay, like yeah. they wow, have good genes. Awesome. Like they're kid. Like I'm gonna tell you right now, you know, whenever they have kids, those kids are gonna be major stars in the professional wrestling <laughs> business because those two <laughs> right. are talented individually, much less right. combine their genes. And it's like holy crap! Like I can only imagine. Right, and uh, of course, Charlotte Flair just had some like great sort of like comebacks and rebuttals Fer- to what Fernando uh, she... hates you again, by the way, because he's saying <laughs> like now that you've you you made the excuse of Charlotte Flair being on the show is yeah. why you tuned in. He's like, "What a curveball, useless, dumbass excuse." <laughs> look, she look, Charlotte stole the segment, bro. Charlotte right. killed it in that segment, man. She like hit, hit, hit some lines, and the crowd was great because they were all just like oohing and on at everything they were saying. Like, yeah, uh, like, like a cheesy rap. I, I saw the pictures know. of like Bianca's yeah. reactions, like doing like all of that. Like it was <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Bianca's reactions to like stuff Charlotte was saying. So it was funny. That was that was a great segment. Uh, I dug that a lot. And uh, of course, over on NXT, I. Over on NXT, Cody Rhodes, man. I'm sorry, NXT. Wow, you see, I get Brandon the ball once, and he's like over (laughs) at NXT. Brandon thinks NXT and AEW are the same show. I got Charlotte on the mind. I got Street Profits. I got well. Let's talk about let's talk about one thing before we get into uh, what you're going to talk about on AEW. So what what does everyone think about the the band or the disbanding of the Nightmare Collective? Because if you saw AEW Dark this week, Doctor Luther and Mel attacked. Um, awesome Kong, which full disclosure, she's going to film season three of uh, Glow on Netflix. Uh, so they attacked her. So Brandy Rhodes wasn't there, but Brandy Rhodes has been doing therapy sessions for a couple weeks to try to get this evil out of her head. But they're basically getting rid of this storyline. The Nightmare Collective is no more uh-huh. based on the Ten Lashes segment, uh, which right, we'll, we'll right. get into as well. 
it seems like the Nightmare Collective is not going to be around anymore. I mean, are you, what, what are you feeling uh, about this, Brandon? It's, it, it kind of sucks. Cause I, feel I like kind of wanted something. to see, I feel yeah, like, I wanted to see yeah. where it was going to go. I just don't think I had time but, to fully, but, but for this storyline, it was great having Brandy Rhodes there in the segment, yes. you know, so well, it's like you needed it. So talk, it's talking like, about uh, the nightmare collective. I think, I think what it was to me is like, they had something, but they, the, the workers, uh, like Mel and Brandy were a little too green. Kind of what I said, um, during the last match that they had, um, awesome kong going away once awesome kong's gone like the nightmare collective should have broke up anyway because um it doesn't make sense she's the best worker there and they're not gonna have her like it doesn't make any sense um awesome kong's going away um dr luther did, did not get a good reception he's a deathmatch legend in fmw who knows that they didn't do any video packages they didn't do anything to hype this man all we saw is just a bald dude come out and we don't know what the hell what the hell he's doing here He's not, right. he's not known, uh, and I'm not saying that's his fault. I think that's AEW's fault for not hyping the man. Um, so I think the Nightmare Collective was doomed from the beginning in that sense. They, uh, you know, Wesley Turner says, I'm so mad I didn't know Awesome Kong was from GLOW. Yeah, Awesome Kong, well, she's not from GLOW. She was you know, obviously around in the wrestling business for a while in TNA, and then uh, then she went uh, did GLOW. Uh, by the way, uh, this is an inside joke between a friend and I, just because every time I hear Awesome Kong, I think of this. Uh, which is a horrible joke, but I'm going to say it. Um, black Back when uh, Jay Lethal was doing the Black Machismo character, they did a Thanksgiving segment in TNA at, like, Kurt Angle's house. And, you know, Black Machismo <laughs> would always do the Macho ma Man kind of stuff. So yeah. freaking awesome Kong walks in, right? And remember, <laughs> Black Machismo is supposed to be Macho Man, so he's always stuck in, like, the 80s, right? And he just yeah. goes, like, you hear everyone like, hey, awesome Kong, ah! And if you listen... In the background is Black Machismo going, who invited Kamala? <laughs> what is this? And Kamala. You don't know who Kamala is? The Uganda yeah, the giant? Big, the big, always... Uganda guy, yeah. <laughs> One, that's horrible. But two, <laughs> every time I hear that, it just makes me spit my drink out. Because like anytime I see Awesome Kong on TV like, and I'm talking, uh, to, talking to our friend, I, I literally big say, <laughs> who invited Kamala? <laughs> like, <laughs> horrible joke. Oh, but it's, yeah, it, that, that did happen. Go search that. Go search TNA Thanksgiving yeah. on YouTube and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, now, anyway, <laughs> and Fernando says, come on, Kenny, don't be like Brandon. Look, I'm not supporting <laughs> it. I'm just saying it was a funny joke. You see? It was, like, so random. You got funny jokes. Well, back, to the, back to the 10 Lashes segment. This was cringy, <laughs> but in, like, a really good way. Yeah. A really, really good way. Because Cody Rhodes was taking, taking that, like, oh, like a champ. Like a champ. It was a it callback was... to, like, the Tommy Dreamer caning from uh, Sandman. There you go, man. Yeah, no, this is good stuff. Uh, and I like, <laughs> it was super messed up the one part when, uh, you know, he hands the belt over to Wardlow. Yeah. And then Wardlow just like freaking just ripped him. He just him wrecked just like, Cody yeah. Rhodes with that shot. Oh, man. Yeah. See, and that was it, like good for, yeah. I liked, it, it was kind of cheesy at first, but. I like the people coming down to ringside, but it was kind of cheesy that like after every lash, somebody was like hitting the curtain. Like I, <laughs> I feel like, like that came more, across. Yeah, just one more. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel like that came across weird, mainly because of how they did it. The execution yeah. it goes back to camera shots. I don't think it was weird that people came down, but it was almost like lash, and then they would cut to the entrance ramp, and then somebody would come down. What I think should have been happening was that people should have been sporadically coming down, and then the camera should have been barely getting them hitting the ring. So it comes across like they're not supposed to be here, but they're hitting the ring. It's a subtlety. It's a subtlety, in my opinion. But, you know, that way or a, another perfect example is like instead of having a camera on the entrance, you kind of have the camera like shooting the ring and then have the camera guy turn around because then it comes across like, oh, crap, I wasn't we weren't prepared for a shot with them. Because we didn't know somebody would be hitting the ring right now. That's my opinion. You want those little subtleties to make to add realism to professional wrestling. I don't think it, that 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 was my only gripe with the segment. But all in all, those people being at ringside help Dustin and, and Arn Anderson, and then right. ultimately Brandy Rose, which is why I say yeah, the Nightmare right. Collective is yeah. done. Um, because you know she pretty much was baby facing in that whole segment of like her her husband getting getting beat up. Um, <laughs> I think it's a better role for her. I think to me, like at, at least as of right now, you you add sympathy to. 
Cody Rhodes and his babyface character with having his wife there like that. Yeah. Um, it's it not to say really good for this segment, right. yeah. and it's not to say Brandy Rhodes couldn't snap back into having that split personality later on and going back to the Nightmare Collective when it's time. Um, hopefully, with better people. I don't know. I don't know how Mel and uh, Doctor Luther are gonna do by themselves. But I think they'll get better. Maybe but it's also AEW. One thing I'll say yeah. is like that doesn't necessarily mean that Doctor Luther and Mel are signed to contracts, so it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll show up again. That's one thing. A huge thing about AEW is like these people could just be gone. You know, and who I knows? Now cycle around on see him on dark, yeah, you dark, put him somewhere. But I also thought it was a great angle because it's Black History Month. Wow, I saw this online so, too. I saw I saw a lot of people online saying this. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Let me hear this. <laughs> it's too funny. Uh, yeah, so I, I actually hadn't seen any the the backlash for this, but uh, that's funny. Uh, that you... Backlash. <laughs> Cody Rhodes got got hit with a belt on the back backlash. Yeah, so so you're saying so it's just just like Twitter people like complaining like oh why are they having Cody get whipped? It's Black History Month or or this is like people in the business. This is like like Mark no, Henry no, or somebody no. coming were, out like hey what are the fuck? Uh, people there were people on Twitter saying you know oh uh, okay um, yeah it was Twitter the, people saying the, that. The, the Twitter people saying you know yeah uh, how did they do this during Black History Month? <laughs> And I don't know, I'm conflicted on that. There's a part of me that's like, I kind of understand where you're coming from, that like a big company should be a little bit more um, conscious of this fact, of the fact that you're doing this. But then there's also the like, when you're, yeah. when you're tying things to something just to be offended. Because I didn't right. even remotely think of that until people said it. Right. Like the last <laughs> thing I thought, the last thing I thought was of, uh, like a slave being whipped or something like that was a, <laughs> that didn't go through my head but that's that's my thing it's like like you know I don't know why I don't know why that has to be tied in because to me it was just like now you you almost took the air out of my sails right you know by saying that because it was like well now I just feel bad about it but to me I took <laughs> it more like you know like more of like I don't know like a bible kind of thing or something or like a like you know Something like that of like, you know, Cody's there and he has to take the proverbial lashes and stuff like that. Like the olden days kind of thing. That's the thing right. to me, like, you know, because you remember like it wasn't just like slaves that were whipped, you know, like that, you know, and I, I don't condone that. But I mean, these were these were punishments of the olden days. You know what I mean? Right. This was like an old school thing. You know, this is what a parent would do to their kid. You know what I mean? Obviously, maybe not to this degree, but that's my thing is like I, I took it as like that. So I took it as bluntly MJF wanting to humiliate Cody right. by taking it to this simple thing of like, I'm going to whip you like a dog. You just got to take it. You can't touch yeah, me. You got to yeah. take it. You, you're not going to do anything. Um, and Fernando says if it was 10 minutes and honestly, everyone would have not had a problem with it. I don't think that's true. I think because I think the, the build to the segment being so long was actually what made it a good thing because it was like you had that like, please stop this. Like it's it's going on right. too long. The same thing I call, I call back to Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. It's the same thing. Th that segment went on so long that it was like at a certain point, people were like, Tommy, stay down. Tommy, stay down. So shout out to Tommy Dreamer because he is the OG behind that segment oh, of the, the Singapore cane back in ECW. Um and that changed the trajectory of his whole career. Tommy Dreamer became, he went at the time was like a pretty boy, was like a pretty boy at the time, which is hard to believe because we know what Tommy Dreamer became, you know what I mean? Like that hardcore legend. That's what took him into that character is that is the, the beatings of the Singapore cane. So I feel it's cool because I feel like they're doing like some, some ECW storylines. They also have Moxley doing the eye thing, which, you know, the Sandman right. had been blinded, but that's really a Dusty Rhodes storyline too. The Road Warriors had <laughs> gone and done that. So, I mean, it's, it's cool that they're kind of doing the, some of these old school storylines. But, yeah, the 10 lashings, I think it was a, a great segment. Um, I don't think this was racial in any way. I don't <laughs> I don't know why we have to go to that level. Could uh, it try to remind us it was Black History Month by having Cody get whipped? <laughs> I mean, what? I don't know. We, we talk like about some – Brandon, Brandon, the one thing I like about our podcast is that we talk about some controversial things that we don't give a damn. These will be used against us in our political career. I want you to know that. Um, like these segments, like listen to Brandon and Kenny talk about Black History Month. And it's like, yeah. uh, oh no. But anyway. Um, if anything, it's a good thing, right? Like, but that's, that's it brings just, awareness. 
yeah, people people got whipped and it sucked. Right. It, that's Everybody. my thing. That's yeah. my thing. It's like I don't shy away from these because like Brandon. I'm full disclosure. Brandon and I talk about all this kind of stuff in private. And uh, we always try to gain an understanding of like things, you know, things I may not understand. I ask Brandon and things he may not understand, which is 99% of things he likes to ask me, <laughs> read the internet. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do, I do uh, appreciate my friends because we all talk about controversial topics to gain understanding. And that's why we are the melting pot of friends that we are, Brandon. But anyway, back to professional wrestling. Anything else you want to talk about before we go off air, brother, brother? Uh, I do want to say, uh, oh yeah, we oh Velveteen Dream came back. That's pretty. Velveteen pretty Dream came back. That's a big thing. That is a huge yeah. thing. That the, we should talk about that. I didn't see that yet, but I did see uh, the the tights that he had on, which was great. Which was the uh, Rod Roderick Strong's wife on there. It said, "Call me up, Marina," and it had a picture <laughs> of uh, Velveteen Dream and uh, and Marina Shafir. Crazy. I, 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 I think if he goes to the main roster, you got to put him in with the New Day. They just got to gyrate, gyrate away, man. I think it'd be a killer stable. Could you imagine? Are you kidding me? Velveteen Dream. Dream. Anyway, Brandon's just trying to troll, so I'm not gonna bite at, at it. But Velveteen Dream should always be his own character. That 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 character he has, you could put a stable around the guy and call you know, call them the uh, S Club Seven. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have a name for the sable right there. The, the, the dreamers, the dreamers, brother, brother. But uh, uh, no, you put like honestly, the Velveteen Dream is a character that uh, he's going to be on top of the wrestling world in, in a couple years. You know, on the main, on the, I should say, on Raw or SmackDown, the main event of WrestleMania, brother, brother. But Brandon, That's right. Brandon, you did oh. tell me before you, we went on air that you wanted to do your segment, but you still ha- you That's haven't right. called you haven't called attention to it. So Brandon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, an impromptu. Don't sleep on it. Oh, there we go. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, snap. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't sleep on Rush Limbaugh. That's right. Rush Limbaugh, ladies and gentlemen. A giant conservative talk radio legend. National Radio Hall of Famer. National Association of Broadcasts Hall of Fame. And now, a Presidential Medal of Freedom. I just I stopped the segment yeah, because right. I'm very what? confused as to what happened there. What, this is a professional wrestling podcast. Where you talk about Rush Lidbaugh? <laughs> I just had to shout it out, man. I mean, he does what we do, and he's big time. So it's just like, hey, this guy, Presidential Medal of Freedom. Anyway, he's in I, there with the big boys, Rosa Parks. Really, really, Brandon. Stevie Wonder. Really, Brandon. Henry Kissinger. I, I mean, Rush Limbaugh. Boom. I'm I'm speechless, Brandon. We have to. T- <laughs> Fantastic. I am speechless. I have a quote to end the podcast from Heath Ledger. All right, which is, "Your biggest supporter is a stranger, and your biggest hater is someone you know." Remember that, guys. Remember that. So, uh, Brandon, I just want to know why you hate me. <laughs> Brandon, we have a request, by the way, before we go off air. I don't yeah. know if I have the voice for this right now. <laughs> we have a request from uh, Slab Hub Wrestling. We have a request from Slab Hub Wrestling that we need to sing Broken Dreams. <laughs> All right, wait, I got to pull this right. up. Do you need the lyrics, Brandon? Yeah, is this the McIntyre? Yeah, the old McIntyre song. Yeah. I don't don't need... Here's... Look, look look at my hands. I don't need the lyrics. I got it memorized. All right. You want to start us off? I I don't know if I can sing. Here we go. What's the metronome here? Perhaps Perhaps the end end is drawing near. You see, we can't do this because we don't know if we're synced up properly. (laughs) <laughs> it's better when it's in person. Out of time, Same so time. say goodbye. goodbye. What is uh, yours? Uh, now it's mine. Bye. And I, I dream broken, broken dreams. dreams. I make them come them true. Come true. I make I them, them for you. By the yeah. way, um, I want to apologize for that Rush Limbaugh segment and 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 uh, what? Hey, we don't wait, have to wait, apologize. I, no, no, I have a I have a video for uh, for these type of moments. So here we go. Hello, the opinions expressed by Brandon Brown during this podcast are his alone. 
They do not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of the Kenny Free Thoughts podcast. To anyone I may have offended, my humblest apologies. So to anyone who was offended by that, I just want Brandon's opinions are his, his and his alone and do not reflect those of the podcast. I don't see how anyone could be offended by the legend that is wrestling by. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening or watching live episode 66 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Join us next week when I don't know what time we'll be on, but I will definitely go on youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. Set your reminders because I will put notifications on, I should say, because I will always remind you a couple days in advance of when we will be live. And uh, the chat is saying apology not accepted. And I have, I have a, <laughs> someone I used to work at T-Mobile uh, with. He says, I have a customer here and I'm not trying to, and I'm trying not to laugh at you fools. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great way to end the episode, guys. Thank you so much. One more time, the Brandon disclaimer, because I think this needs to be said about everything that Brandon said on the podcast. Uh, Have a good day, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Hello. The opinions expressed by Brandon Brown during this podcast are his alone. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of the Kenny Free Thoughts podcast. To anyone I may have offended, my humblest apologies.